This episode is brought to you by Simply Photos, LLC, photographers serving central Indiana. Check them out on the web at www.simplyphotos46123.com. All right, everybody, this is Scott with Q the Smoke with my co-host Tom out of the UK, and today's guest is Jonathan Rice. Uh, you may know him as Rockin' the Rice, you may know him as Indiana's Mountain, and probably a bunch of other AKAs that I quite haven't figured out yet, but we'll get to that. Jonathan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Oh man, this is great. Everybody's in a good mood. I think we all woke up this morning. For some of us, went to bed extremely late last night, Tom. Uh, yep. Did everybody wake up this morning and say, did last night really happen? I know I did. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And well, what was really interesting, Tom, we were talking, Jonathan and I were talking real quick, um, got done with my son's soccer practice last night, you know, got to the house, started flipping through channels, trying to find it. I know I hit you up about trying to find because somebody had told me ESPN plus wasn't covering it, but lo and behold, they did. Um, and I'm going to kind of talk a little bit about that because the announcers in Tulsa were killing me. Uh, as much as I love to watch soccer, they were putting me to sleep. Jonathan, tell us your experience because you had the benefit of getting the local the local guys talking. So go ahead, Jonathan, take it away. Yeah, well, luckily, uh, you know, it was one of the handful of games that they that my indie TV, Greg and Brad, end up commentating on that are away days. Uh, so as long as you live within the broadcasting market we had the opportunity last night to hear those two guys instead of dealing with the true home uh, home teams group or commentators. And, you know, cause yeah, cause it's been so rough all year long this yeah. year. I don't know what, I don't know what happened over the past year, but this year they're just the away ones. They're just not as good. I think they just kind of put a sign up before the game. Anybody want to commentate? Do you know how to say soccer? It's yeah. Last night I was, I, what did you get on the YouTube feed Tom? Were you getting the, the Tulsa commentary? Yeah. Yeah. I, it tends to be when the, when the team's away from home that I get like the, the other team's commentary. Um, I only tend to get Brad uh, and Greg when they're at home, when they're, when they're playing at the mic, unfortunately. And, and, you know, it does give us a great appreciation for Brad and Greg. Um, yes. Those guys are, are energetic, fun to listen to. They bring some insight to the game. Um, one of the guys last night, Tom, I think he was British. He had that accent, but. Yeah, yeah, he, he was, did. He got excited maybe two or three times. And I was just like, oh, man, these guys and this girl, they're killing me. It's just like blah, blah, monotone. And I looked at my wife and I'm like, is that how I sound on the podcast? And she goes, in the beginning you did, but you're getting much better. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I kind of related that to a good lesson for all of us. But let's go back to the local, uh, the local feed you had, Jonathan. Talk to me about the bingo card, how that came about, <laughs> what it's all about, and what happened last night. Because obviously I didn't hear the local feed. So yeah, go ahead and talk about that bingo card. Yeah, so it's actually something that over the past couple of years, Greg, Greg Shaw will throw out the most random fact that, <laughs> you know, you would just, yeah. I don't think anybody else would know other than him. And, Tom, hey, Jonathan, real quick, Tom and I just had this conversation on an episode that's going to launch this weekend. 
And it was Brad saying the same thing, that the guy yeah. has a mountain of information that most people would have to look up or have a stack of papers. And it's just come so natural to him. So, yeah, go ahead, Jonathan. I'm sorry. I just, yeah, I thought that was funny that you say that too. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, and he often will say, I've heard it more last year and even this year. I've heard him mention that if you have that on your bingo card, you can go ahead and mark that off. And so then I personally on my own Twitter account uh, just started messing around as I tweeted out being like, oh, I just need Greg to do this one thing. I just need him to do this thing or say this thing. And then sure enough, after the last home match, he sent me a message. was like, hey, if you create a bingo card, we'll try to <laughs> we'll try to do as much of it as possible. Oh, so we're now I'm like, all right. So we went ahead and did it. And. I got his approval on it because uh, I wanted to make sure there was one in there that dealt with Eric Dick. And I wasn't sure if he'd be able to say it on air. I got you. So, yeah. so I had to clear it with him and he said, no. So I was like, okay, give me something else. Unless and, you want to write the check to the FCC, you probably could have said, yeah, I'll take care of it. But I got you. Well, I mean, uh, could I say it on here? And then if it's bad, you edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. I know so, I know what's coming. I have a, I have a yeah. beat button in post I can use if I have to. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so the one, because I, I had to look online for the last like three or four just to see random commentator, lingo, jingo, whatever. And one of them that I was able to plug Eric's name into it was Eric Dick is everywhere. It's like they have 11 dicks on the field. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'll figure that one out post. That'll be a discussion <laughs> that I'll have to go through. Now, now yeah. speaking of that, Jonathan, speaking of the bingo card, I did put it on our website, cutesmoke.com, but I definitely want the updated from you. If I yeah. can get it from you, yep. uh, I would like to be able to keep, keep this running. So if people can't access the Twitter, whatever the case may be, uh, they always have a copy of it kind of going along. So oh, yeah. this, this just is kind of like your baby, your project that just kind of appeared and you just had this, okay, let's do a bingo card with Greg. Is that what I heard? Or, or was that what I heard? Uh, it, in a way, yes. Uh, you know, it, it was definitely something I'm like, okay, I'm not creating this bingo board all on my own. So I did reach out to everybody to be like, hey, you know, send in your own submissions. And there yep, was some I remember that, seeing that. Yep. Yeah, there were some that were hilarious, like one that I'm looking at. One was squeaky bum time. I don't know what that means, but it's on yeah, the board. Was, uh, that was the one I suggested, was it not? Oh, was that from you, Tom? Oh, my. Yeah, I think so. I was going to ask, he... who sent you that one? And lo and behold, yeah. we've got the person. I don't, I, don't, I, I don't know how good they'll be to put on a bingo card, because I don't know if they would actually say that. That's usually English commentators, but. <laughs> but that's the, that's the fun part with Greg being the, who he is. You know, he'll. I'm sure he'll find a way to squeak it in, even if it's the last one he has to say to cover everything. Yeah, he'll he'll uh, yeah exactly he'll make it work. And yep. yeah, and so then even as you look through the board, there's some that are more shout outs to some things local here to Indianapolis. Oh yeah. Um, you know, one thing that Greg always does for home games is shouts out Jordan Farr's family, always yes. watching out in Oregon. So I was like, okay, so you know, somebody was complaining last night that there's no free, actual free space. I'm like, well, soccer Saturday. He, he, yeah, I'm like soccer Saturday, <laughs> Renee. Yeah, 
yeah. and for home games, shouting out the Far family. So there's three yeah. free spaces right there <laughs> what, that he's going to hit no matter what. Well, it's funny you say the Far family sh- shout out because Saturday on Soccer Saturday, I was coming back from uh, from John Bush goalkeeping with my son up in Westfield. So we're listening to the, the Soccer Saturday show driving back to Avon from Westfield. And lo and behold, Jordan was on the show and it kind of goes back to that family shout out because they were talking about Oregon and everything else. And if Jordan Farr can say hot as balls on the radio, I think we can have 11 dicks on a podcast. Just thinking out loud. So I think we'll be okay. I don't think we're bound by the FCC because he asked, Greg did ask Jordan, how hot is it back in Oregon? And Jordan just said, man, it's hot as balls. And I'm just, I almost fell over when I heard that. So (laughs) I'm like, Alrighty. Uh, but you know, it, it's funny. I can feel the energy in this podcast. I don't know if you can, Jonathan or Tom, but just based on what happened last night, aren't we all in a better mood? I mean, yeah, we're back. We're back in the hunt. I mean, we're back. Oh, yeah. we're, we're in fourth place. We're back in the hunt. I looked at the starting lineup last night during the game and I'm like, well, Max is having a little bit of fun. I think he may have heard Tom asking for yeah. Arteaga and Hamilton up front. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe he goes on Twitter more than what we more than what we know. <laughs> maybe he's a podcast subscriber more than what we know. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe. But I, I looked and I'm like, okay, Hack sitting on the bench, that's interesting. AJ sitting on the bench, that was interesting. And then when they started calling in the subs, I'm like, fresh legs, but look who we've went and I don't know if you guys noticed when when AJ went into the game, Gordon came off and I'm like, wait a minute. They're not going to put AJ up top, are they? Based on his mic'd up session? Are they going to give him a chance up top? And my son goes, no, dad, AJ's going to go to the back. They'll figure something out. But I just thought that was kind of weird to watch Wild go off the field and AJ come on. You know, but last night, whatever whatever he did if he threw him the tiles in a bag like scrabble and pulled them out I, it worked except for that field yeah. except for oh, the field. let's, let's Jonathan, not go there no let's talk <laughs> let's talk the field oh, gosh. how how you know beginning of the season birmingham's field that was pretty ugly uh, you know you saw the sand whatever they tried to fill in painted sand whatever they did um then you hear about Rennie talking about the mic in the turf there, how bad in shape it is. I don't think I've seen anything quite as bad as I saw last night. Um, especially when in the box, you've got chunks of sod. When the guys line up, to try to tee one up to take a shot. I went back when Hamilton took the shot and he got more sod than ball. That... Uh, how how does anybody explain that? Yeah, I mean that yeah. that the pitch the pitch was really bad. I didn't think I didn't think that we would see a pitch as bad as what Birmingham's was, but we definitely did last night. Yeah, like the other thing, like being being around Indy Eleven for as many years, it's a lot of us have seen what transformed baseball stadiums can look like for soccer. You know, we, I mentioned on Twitter last night about Louisville having been at uh, Slugger Field for the first couple of years that we were playing against them. And their infield, when they did their layover stuff, it looked pretty good. 
And then, you know, and we even see other teams across the league that are doing the same thing. And their stuff looks good. But then we see FC Tulsa, and it's like, what'd you guys miss? Yeah, I mean, uh, did they put that sod down 30 minutes before the game? I mean, it's like, it, it, it's, it was like somebody just went up there and started tossing sod pieces the right. best they could. Uh, like, to me, I'm no groundskeeper person. I'm not the greatest with all that. But I would think if there was a baseball game last night, they would have, A, with it being mostly a baseball stadium, they should just have that sod ready to go and just lay on top and be done instead of throwing in brand new stuff that hasn't even grown in and looks like crap. But, you know, and then it's like, okay, when did you guys lay this stuff down? Yeah, like you said, Scott, it looked like they just put it down before they went out and warmed up. Yeah, I saw a couple comments on Twitter that if we got the W on this type of field, maybe we should go tear up the mic. <laughs> just start, I mean, that was, yeah, I, yeah, there's really no comments to that field. I mean, to the point of, do you just at halftime decide to take the sod up and let them play on the dirt? You know, uh, you know, my son goes, dad, the dirt's not good. And I'm like, well, son, you don't blow a knee out on solid dirt, but you can definitely blow a knee out on sod that's moving around underneath your legs. Um, I can only imagine what it felt like for the players underneath yeah. that stuff. Um, I, I said it half time. I said it half time that uh, uh, Mevy's playing, obviously with switch ends, that, that, that playing at the other end uh, would help with because obviously it wasn't as bad and it proved to be the case. So. No, no you're right. No, I, no harm, no foul. no foul. I saw that, Tom, at halftime. You're like, okay, now we switch sides and, and maybe we equalize the field. But that, <laughs> that yeah, the field, very, yeah, that's what it, whatever. Um, yeah, but then did you guys notice the defense was playing a lot more timid that second half? Yes. I think their footing, it, obviously, it's a footing problem. I, I, that's yeah. what I was thinking. It's got to be underneath your feet. You know, you're kind of, playing on eggshells for the lack of better terms. Yeah, and that was that was my concern going into the second half was like, yeah, we've got the better attacking side, but now with a defense that hasn't proven to be the strongest this year, at least not yet, like now they're playing on below ice, par. Ice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And so it's like, okay, how is this actually going to work out? And I think we got we got lucky on a couple of them. It was, it was good, though. Oh, yeah. That one that went that they prematurely hit the smoke. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay, number one, let's let's go back and let's talk about the Tulsa atmosphere. Uh, somebody last night on Twitter, can't remember who it was, but props to whoever said it because I thought the same thing. Came out to the second half. The fireworks sounded like somebody's toilet was flushed. Did You, you didn't hear that, Jonathan. I heard it on the ESPN feed. I think Tom may have heard it, too. When those fireworks went off, it was kind of like, and I'm like, what is wrong with my TV? I thought my no, we are, broke. Did you hear it? We too? got the fire. Yeah, we got the fireworks too. I, to me, it more sounding great. This is partially because I've lived in Indianapolis for basically my entire life. Kind of sounded like gunshots on the West side or even on the East side. Like it, <laughs> that, you know, you, it's something no. that we're kind of used to. Sadly, but then to hear that and 
I was very surprised, though, that they shot him right off the outfield. Yeah, that was interesting how they had those fireworks shot, you know, set up. Um, and if folks, you haven't seen it, go go take a look. I mean, if you if you don't have a better appreciation for the Brickyard Battalion and what this team does, even in a stadium that is not officially a soccer stadium for us, like Indy 11 Park should be, we have our issues. And I'm not going to say we don't, but we have been extremely blessed to have what we have as a fan base, the battalion itself, the support of the team. Um, it, 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 it just, to me, it's, it's head and tails above everybody from what I've seen so far. Um, some last night they took that shot. It hit the side of the net. Somebody hit the button for the smoke. I'm like, what are they doing? I mean, I know they want to get it right, but you, you know, that was, that caught me off guard too. I'm like, that's not a goal. Uh, but you're right, Jonathan. I think with the way that field was, and Tom makes a good point. We had a good field so we can attack, but then the defense was like, they were dancing on ice back in the 18 and back in the box. And obviously Eric, you know, he did a great job last night because that ball was coming off all kinds of weird angles. And I can only imagine what it looked like from his perspective. Um, but it was good to see him last night. Also, they say six foot five, every inch of him last night. He did extremely well. I think the team is slowly starting to find their identity. Uh, but when Hack came in the game, and I'm going to go back and say it again, the guy just does something to this team. What do you think of Hagshaw's new hairdo? My, my son, <laughs> my son and my wife both went, "Hey, he got his hair cut," and I'm like, "Yeah, I, you know, it's on one hand, I think okay, I like it, but it's hack. You expect the fro to hit the field. I mean, you really do. That's what we expect as Indy Eleven fans. That's what we used to. Uh, but hey, if he cut his hair and we won." Let's do it, right? This hair yeah. shorter next game, right? Yeah, let's get it shorter next game. No, exactly. I think everybody I mean, should go cut their hair. Go ahead, Tom. It, yes. it doesn't. It doesn't look the same without the fro. But as long as he can come on and do what he did last night, uh, I don't think anybody's really going to care. Oh yeah. Uh, well, it's even funny with the whole hair thing. Uh, the past couple of years, when he's left to go play for Trinidad and Tobago. He's come back with uh, with cornrows and braids and all that. Like so, he essentially got rid of the fro, and he'd come back. He'd play the first couple games with us with the same hair, and I'd tell him he'd go on the spell of not getting a goal off the corners. Like, hey, you got to bring the fro back. You score when we get when you have the fro. And he'd always chuckle and laugh on it, and so like he definitely knows that people notice what he does with his hair. Oh, well, you know, absolutely. He, I mean, if you look something that's iconic within the 11, it, it goes back to, and you guys may be too young and Tom, you probably don't remember. I mean, razor shines with the Indian Indians, you know, he had, he was iconic to that team. I think hack has become the iconic player for Indy 11. And, and part of that is his play, but obviously the fro, even doing, you know, 
game introductions. What do they show? They show him touching his hair. I mean, yeah, you know, and you're right, Jonathan, if it, he cut his hair, I wonder if, if the Trinidad Tobago team makes him bring his hair down. <laughs> no, I, you know, it may be one of those professional things or, or a team thing that, Hey, you're going to look X way. I, you know, we don't know that, but it would be interesting because you had a good point, Jonathan, every time he leaves to go play for his, the national team, it's either goes into cornrows or gets his hair cut. Yeah. So. And it wouldn't surprise me if it is something that they say. I mean, we've, I've, I know at least I've heard it a lot, especially in baseball over here. Like there's teams that, Yankees. They say you have to, yeah. Yankees. I'm a Red you Sox have fan. Long so. hair. You, <laughs> I'm a big Red Sox fan. You can't have long Yankees. hair. You have to wear your socks a certain way. You have to do X, Y, and Z. So, yeah, it would not surprise me if it's the same or something yeah. similar. When Johnny Damon left the Red there. Sox and he went to the Yankees, remember, they made him cut his hair. Yep. Yep. And that's when that whole thing with the Yankees came out that you're going to look a certain way. You're going to keep your hair a certain way, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, who knows? Um, Let's go back to the game last night. And folks, we're talking about the game August 4th against FC Tulsa. We were in sixth place, I believe, as the night began. We really needed to get three to bring us level to with FC Tulsa. Um, The game started out much like most people predicted, kind of a slow start. Uh, FC Tulsa had their chances. It looked like... um, for a few moments there that they were driving, they were pushing the ball. FC Tulsa was, and eventually they were going to get one. Um, Eric did a great job. I think the defense is getting better at at recognizing that and helping out and doing the proper things to clear the ball and make sure that, that we can get some counters going. Um, And then we scored the goal in the second half, you know, hat comes in, gets the assist with Gordon. And then, I saw Twitter. I watched it. I even posted. I think everybody went into the hold your breath phase. Here it comes. We're going to concede. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the Tulsa definitely had the better of the first half. But um, if Max Rogers is a subscriber, uh, <laughs> he, he needs, he needs a big, big props for that because I think he played it actually spot on. Like he played it perfectly. Um, I think everybody from the start wanted to see Hamilton and Naughty Yager up front, which he, he finally gave with that. And then in the second half, he made the substitutions at the right time. Yeah, I, the fresh legs coming in. Um, first of all, we're going to hashtag that Tom's lineup. So whenever we see that, Tom, you're going to get the credit. Yeah, I think, it's fine by I me. Think we, I think we give credit where credit is due because you've been asking for that since day one. Let's try yeah. Hamilton Arteaga up front. Let's just see what happens. Uh, you know, you got goal scorers and you got two of them up top. That's hard to defend. Um, so, Jonathan, let's go back. And how long have you been an Indy 11 fan? Sounds like it's been a while. Uh, I mean, in all reality, I would consider myself from day one. Okay. Um, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't really active in the Breaker Battalion forming and pushing for the team to come, but I at least knew that something was happening. I knew somewhat what was going on. Uh, and then it really wasn't, I was thinking back on it this morning. It wasn't really until 2015 
that I actually made it to my first match. And even that game or that match wasn't even in the Brickyard Battalion. I was actually over uh, one tickets to sit on the suite side. They've got some actual seats over there that aren't with the suites. Uh, got to be over there. At, but then watching, seeing, and hearing the Brickyard Battalion, I'm like, yeah, I can't be anywhere else. I mean, any other game, I have to be over there. And so, ever since I've been, I've been there. So you've been uh, in the Brickyard Battalion since 2015, you said? Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, definitely. Um, I always listen to the away games and I'm sure we all do. And you kind of hear the other team's supporters and we make the comparison and I'm like, there's no comparison. Um, you guys are loud. <laughs> uh, so Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely no comparison. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to the point, and my son runs around the house and he's, uh, he's 12. My son will run around the house now singing chants, um, Brickyard Battalion chants during the game, after the game, watching the game. Um, he's his own little cheering section, which I think is kind of cool. So, um, so, sounds like you need to get out of whatever section you're currently in and come join us in the BYB. <laughs> it, it's funny. We are season ticket holders this year. We decided to do season tickets. Uh, just me and my son go out and have some father son time. We got season tickets. We're in section 107, but we never asked Tom. Tom knows where I stand every game. Yeah, I see. I see him every game, literally every game. <laughs> We buy tickets to get in, but we end up on the end line. Uh, my son yeah. is a goalkeeper, so he goes down to the end line, and he just loves – he'll stand down there the whole game and just watch and just absorb it all. And, yeah, we went to – so we went to Louisville, Jonathan. We traveled to the last game down to Lou City, sat with the Brickyard Battalion. We had a great time. We We did. We felt you, like you mean family because nobody. Said well, that yeah, you know what I mean. But, yeah. <laughs> but we were uh, I met Amanda for the first time. It was really kind of cool. Um, but we were met to feel like family. You know, we yep. just look around. Everybody's high five and talking, having a good time talking in the 11. You know, we were all chanting. And yeah, it was just it was a, it was a great experience uh, from the get go. I can't say anything bad. We go back and we do it again. Uh, I've gone through the Brickyard Battalion a couple of times, taking some pictures. Um, I actually thought about doing a podcast from or just recording a a game, but somebody told me, and it kind of makes sense. You'd have thirty minutes of, beep, you know, nobody wants to <laughs> yeah. hear that. So, uh, you know, maybe doing a podcast from a tailgating session that would be kind of cool. Just bringing in people. Hey, come on over. Let's talk. Um, just kind of things we're going to, we're thinking about throwing out there per se. Um, so let's go back to the game. Let's go back to the team, Jonathan. First half of the season, thoughts, grade? Uh, abysmal. Uh, okay. It's a, it's a loaded uh, question. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Is it, it's one of those, like, I think it's safe to say that anybody could argue that this is one of the most talented, at least individual group of players that we've seen with the team. Um, and so after seeing a couple of years of success and whether it's being at the top of the table most of the season or actually making deep playoff runs, like 
the fans, we've, we've tasted that. And so that's kind of what we've come to expect and know. And if that doesn't, if that's not happening, we get upset as we, a lot of people were this first half of the season. Um, you know, and so it's, as far as a grade goes, I mean, they did very well on the road. So I can't give them, can't hit them too hard, but I'd still give them like a, C minus. That's fair. I'm giving them a grade, uh, you know, and it, and most of it's because the fact that they proved that without Hackshaw they can't win. That that in itself is scary. Yeah, and that's yeah, and to me that's very sad when that's one of the most uh, oh prolific. player kind of even one of the few national players that we've had uh, on the team over the years. And it's, it's definitely scary that, you know, now we're coming into world cup qualifying here starting in the fall. And so it's like, okay, towards the end of the season, we might not have them. And, you know, if the guys can't figure out a way to defend and get wins without them, it's, it's going to be a rough end of the year. Yeah, and that kind of leads me. Okay, let's talk about Hackshaw again because you made some valid, solid points. Do you think that his days here are numbered before an MLS team comes knocking to pick him up? Or, you know, let's talk about Bundesliga, anybody but a USL team. Do you think, and, and the reason I say that a couple of weeks ago, I was talking to Josh, uh, the VP at the game. And I'm like, you know, it kind of hurts not having Pack. And he goes, yeah. And he goes, we're happy for him. But, you know, the attention he's getting doesn't bode well for the team. And I get what he's saying. He even kind of admitted to the fact that, yeah, we don't want to lose Hack for the obvious reasons. But do you think he has that level of skill to go play MLS level? Definitely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I- and I agree. I just saying, you know, it's almost like a Tyler Pasher routine. You know, it's just the number of days we count before he's gone. And and you're right, John, Jonathan. We have to figure out how to win without him. Now, what that looks like, I I don't know. Smarter guys than me sitting in the front office or in the coach's seat would have to figure that one out. But you, yeah, if we, we're going to lose him to World Cup qualifying, almost guaranteed he's going to go back to his home country and good on him for doing that. But then what do we, what do we look like when that happens? You know, how do we fill that void? Yep. So uh, go ahead. We're getting, we're going to get a little bit short on time and I'll edit this part out. We're about seven and a half minutes left. Um, Let's talk second half. Do you think we're starting to maybe turn a corner? Is it too soon? Um, you know, are we one and done? Or if we start our winning ways, you know, let's say we we start winning again, we make the playoffs. Does Max Rogers get a job full time? You know, I, I don't know. That's That's something that, you know, <laughs> He's definitely not in any kind of hot seat. I know that. I, I can say that yeah. very confidently. Like, no matter what, he has 
whether it's a head coaching position next year or at the very least his assistant coaching spot back. You know, because he this is he was just brought in this year. And yeah, and I sudden, think that's hey, a common theme. Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. And and I was actually very shocked that it went to him and not one of the guys that are on the bench that have been here for like the past Phil? three, four years. Phil or Andy or yeah. Yeah. I was I was actually kind of shocked that it didn't go to them just to, because of the six or seven guys that were returning and have been here just as long player wise. So, like it, it, but no, I think Realistically, I think they could make the playoffs. I think last night against Tulsa it definitely proved that they have what it takes to complete a game. Yeah. And it's just a matter of what happens going forward. <laughs> yeah, the complete part, yeah. because when they scored that goal, go ahead, Tom. I was like, here we go. Hold your breath, everybody, for 10 minutes. Let's let's take this thing home. Go ahead, Tom. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, obviously, what I've said on previous shows, um, I think definitely keep the he needs to keep the job until the end of the season, uh, and then obviously see 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 what happens, see see where we we'll go from here. Um, but I definitely think he deserves to to see it through. Yeah. Now I've been told um, by some people that I know that when Martin was let go, uh, right now there's probably a hundred people, at least in line or trying to get the interview for the job now yeah whether that's true that or not too. i just know there's a lot of people that have stacked up sent resumes put their name in the hat for the job who those people are i don't know um maybe i can dig in and ask some of my resources if they have any insight or if they're willing to share some of that insight but that's what i heard yeah there's a lot of people that are looking at this team um for the job um so we'll, yeah we'll wait and see but i i think max has done a wonderful job first year in the team you know and you're right jonathan he first year in he hasn't really learned the players identities but he's doing i think he's doing what he can with what he's got right and that's where like even martin Rene, he didn't really know these players again it's a brand new roster for this year but what we've seen so far over Rodgers is he's starting to actually find out who the consistent starting 11 is. Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately the past couple of weeks, not or past month or so, not having Hackshaw, that kind of threw a kink into the defense. Then you throw in Jordan Farr getting hurt. Then you throw Bobby Edwards getting a little banged up. And so it's definitely kind of jostled everything around, but Overall, I mean, he's he's getting there. It's definitely not panic time anymore. <laughs> yeah, and I thought Jordan was going to start last night, honestly. I, I, but he didn't even – didn't look like he even traveled with the team that I could see. Yeah, I don't think he did. No, because I saw his yeah, tweet after – He tweeted after Gordon scored, and I'm like, yeah, he's not sitting on the sideline with his phone. Well, and like yeah. even – And he definitely, he's when, definitely not with the Brickyard Battalion playing drums, but that's a whole other story. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, but even down in a, I, I've noticed when a lot of times when players travel with the team, but they don't, they're not starting or they're not dressing for the bench. Right. Most of the time, they're not even over at the bench. They're yeah. usually off where the the family of players uh, get to sit in stadiums. 
So yeah, I know that's where Jordan was uh, at the last Louisville game. Yeah. He was sitting over in, in a seat with his wife, Allie, uh, hanging out and just enjoying, enjoying his time. Which he so rightly deserves. Yeah. And I, how oh, about yeah. that? How about that Phoenix? How about that Oakland Phoenix game? Did you get a headache from the field? Uh, I had to turn it off after the first minute. It's like a built-in offsides. It's not, I, it, didn't I even, could not. It, didn't, it doesn't even look real. It looks like something off a computer game. It didn't even look real. Somebody <laughs> went back and fixed it. I don't know who did it. I saw, oh, it was USL Means, I think, fixed it. He went back and kind of took the, a still shot and then recolored everything to the same color. Then I'm like, that yep. looks so much better. But no, hey, folks, we're going to get short on time here. So um once again jonathan i appreciate you coming on the show um i think we had a lot of good things to talk about definitely want to have you back uh give him a follow folks on twitter at rocking the rice uh you'll see him there on twitter indiana's mountain give him a follow folks um always entertaining to have you on the show jonathan but by all means we'll have you back absolutely i don't know about you but i sounded really good in these headphones 